we go. Two Vets Venting, Episode 7, Minus Baggins. Super excited. Got our first guest in here. My amazing wife. Not really guest. Well. Like, shoe-in. I guess, yeah, like a fill-in. Is that what we this would say? This is not permanent. <laughs> but it's super cool that you're here. Thank you. So tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Um, my name is Lori. I'm married to Hack, and it's really complicated. My story, I guess. Not well, not yeah, the marriage. You're, you're fucking, not the marriage. <laughs> you're a force protection nightmare. Yes. To anyone who has like a military background like me, like you are sort of a problem. So go ahead and explain some of that, like so how that works out. I was, my dad was in the Navy for 26 years and I was born as they were on their way to Iwakuni. So we stopped in Yokosuka. They had me and I was born a Filipino citizen up until almost 18 my dad was smart and got me to become a U.S. citizen. Naturalized, right? Naturalized U.S. citizen. And then graduated high school, came, well, tried. Started my way out and went back home to Oki and got my associates in a year. Met my husband, married my husband. And we've been married for 13 years, and the kids are in the room with us. So if you hear mama, 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 you know why. <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't really <laughs> act any different around our kids, though, huh? No. I think it's important that people need to, like, I would say that my, my language maybe is a problem, but our kids are well-disciplined and don't ever seem to do anything, <laughs> right? Like, no. as bad as maybe I talk sometimes, like, they don't Yeah, but it's, there's a difference in cursing at someone yeah and like trying to put them down it's, it's just the way you talk to people it's, there's a difference I, I take a lot of pride in trying not to be different though to anyone right no, like be who you are right but i don't i don't feel like i treat you or my kids like any different than you know bill my guy who comes in here and changes my trash out or whatever in our <laughs> office like i love bill and i talk to bill all the time you know like i don't i just view everybody as the same like how I treat them though, you know? Yeah. I don't know if that's right or wrong, but it seems to be working out. Like, you know, I've been stopped a couple of times, like twice in the last month by random people. And they're like, you know how Marcus like just cruises and goes and talks to people and shit. Yes. Like at the golf course or like <laughs> the one time I had Brutus in the truck and I sent Chloe and him into the bathroom and he was done and he was waiting. Mm-hmm. And some guy thought he was lost. But the dude came out and was like, hey, man, is that your kid? And I'm like, yeah, it's my son. I'm standing here. He's waiting for his sister. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to catch him when he comes out. We'll get back in the truck kind of thing, right? And uh, he's like, dude, he's so well-mannered. You're doing so good. I thought he was lost, but, you know, here he is. Yeah. And then the dude at the golf course, remember, he was yeah. putting. He was like, man, you're doing so good. But our son, okay, so he's that kid who will talk to everyone under the sun. Especially Phil, because Phil's deaf in the winter, <laughs> so it's all good, but right? It's, I mean, it works out perfectly. I mean, is that borderline rude? I, so what, I'm the talks? person who's like, please don't talk to me. If I'm not engaging, like, no. I've got things. To, like, the, I'm not sitting here in silence well, he because I don't he doesn't know have that. anyone to talk to. I, I have things I'm thinking about, yeah. you know. Marcus doesn't know that. He just <laughs> is a cool kid. All our kids are awesome. To everyone. But they're all here with us watching us do this podcast, eating their food, 
giving me weird looks. Playing on devices, which they love, because I try to control that. Yeah, too much, huh? I'm the nice... I'll just go on record here. I'm the cool parent. Huh? I'm the disciplinarian, yes. I mean, I can get after it if I have to. I just generally don't. Yeah. You always kind of actually beat me to the punch. (laughs) I think I show up whenever asked, though, huh? Yeah. Okay. Yes. I just like to get that out there sometimes. Okay. (laughs) All right. So we're kind of caught up. I don't really have... We're trying to move the pod weekly, which means our initial segment was always sort of intended just to kind of let you let the listeners know what we've been up to. But as far as me, I'm just planning this move, huh? Yeah. And I got some new tattoos, but that's what I do. Well, and school's around the corner. Yeah, we're getting close week. to school. Little adjustments in the house. Little. <laughs> Well, you know what I mean, like, as far as getting dialing the kids back, as far as when, you know, it, I saw it on social media, it's funny, because people <laughs> laugh about, like, practicing bedtime. bedtime. training. <laughs> yeah. And, like, it's an actual thing. No, I mean, I, I don't why know. Why put don't... a curfew on when they could just stay up and, like, leave you alone for the rest of the night? Yeah, I don't know. I never, I was never, like, a th- I don't remember it being a thing. Like, I remember my parents, like, oh, you need to go to bed. But, like, in in my day, like, we used to, I used to listen to the radio to go to sleep. No. You know? Well, I would... Oh, I guess I would watch TV. So what they're doing now in the summer, that's what I did. Oh, you were allowed to watch and stuff? Yeah. I didn't have anything, like... I didn't have access to any of that stuff, so... Like, we only had, like, a TV. I had those My parents would be watching it, right? And then, like, in my room, I just had a radio, so I would listen to, like, 10 at 10 or whatever, you know? (laughs) And back, I remember it was... uh, like Snoop had just got off his murder rap and like his that song came out. You remember that murder was the case? I distinctly remember that being like one of the big songs at that time in my life. That's funny. <laughs> what have you been up to? Me? Yeah. Uh just trying to get the kids ready for school. Registered for school. With little man in his Chinese immersion. Yeah, we got lucky there, huh? I hope so. I guess we'll find out tomorrow. Yeah, hey folks out there, if you got little crumb snatchers moving into kindergarten, try to get them in an immersion program if you can. It's pretty awesome. I think it's been great they for learn, them. They learn they yeah. fast. I mean, they're sponges. Yeah, I think it's been great for them. Speaking of Chinese immersion, though, we can get on with the vent if you want. So okay. there's only one vent, vet, one vet venting, I guess, today, but <laughs> assisted by my amazing wife. <laughs> Hong Kong. Tell me what you know about Hong Kong. So when was it 150 years that they were under British rule? Yeah, something crazy. And in 1997, I was actually in the Philippines on vacation with my family when England gave it back to China. And it was huge. Like it was at night, fireworks. So they they gave it to China. Yes, they They gave it back to China. To China. Under, well, there was some. There was an agreement. The whole thing was as long as Hong Kong can have an independent democracy, like separate from China, because China is extremely conservative and people well, follow the rules. Conservative is not a good way to say it. They're, okay. they're, they're communists. Okay. <laughs> right? You can't, I don't I mean. They are not Hong Kong. They are not Hong Kong. It's just like, you know, we were in Okinawa. Yeah. Okinawa sees itself completely different and separate from the mainland In this case, Japan. though, it's very important to distinguish yes. the fact that mainland China is communist. Hong Kong is not. 
And they want to remain democratic. And they don't, they actually, from what I've learned recently is, I guess they don't even speak Mandarin in Hong Kong. No, so they have their own currency. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they try to maintain everything the British gave them. Yeah. That's how it was. And so that's why there are these, I mean, there, there have been protests, but it's huge right now mm-hmm. because I, I'm sure you've seen in the news, um, the Hong Kong, uh, what was it, peaceful protest at well, that's the, how it started. Yeah, that's how it all started. Airport. Yeah. By the way, that that airport is gorgeous and it is huge. Like everyone can fit in there. Yeah, something like five thousand or more yeah. sit-in protesters is how it started. And like canceled flights. Like people are stuck. Mm-hmm. Nobody can go anywhere. Well, I think yeah. Uh, last I saw last night, I think it started opening back up for flights. But they did a pretty. They they made some serious disruptions, and it's supposed to be sort of a. It's really kind of a slap in the face to China because it's such a hub, mm-hmm. you know, for travelers going back to Beijing or whatever. And there's well, and a it's lot affecting of everyone. a lot of tourists, a lot yeah. of mainlanders, you know, all these things. But yeah, really interesting case because China is communist, Hong Kong is not. Although they they are sort of China's interesting like little stepbrother, right? So China, a communist government, sort of um, presides over them while they're going about life in a very capitalist, very mm-hmm. democratic way. Mm-hmm. So it's been really this interesting experiment, if you will. And from what I've learned recently, like the propaganda machine coming out of China is very much like, no, we're the central government. Like mm-hmm. we own Hong Kong and like the folks in Hong Kong are like, no. literally they were in the streets the other day with mm-hmm. American flags, singing our national anthem, talking about freedom and democracy yeah. where apparently like the average Joe in China, like wouldn't even know how to talk about that, Mm-mm. which is crazy to me. It's like so different culturally Yeah, from China to Hong Kong. What I think is crazy though. The biggest thing, like hopefully it gets re- like resolved peacefully. I'm sure it's so, been pretty peaceful. Well, China has to so avoid far. it. China, yes. China has to avoid a Tiananmen Square again. Yeah. If they, you know, communist regimes have always been known for being like very, very over the top, very heavy handed, like very um, putting their foot down. Yeah, like yeah. crushing, mm-hmm. you know, protests and things where peaceful assembly and these things are. That's a very democratic thing. Mm-hmm. Um, very scary very for civil disobedience. Right. Very mm-hmm. scary for author- authoritarian totalitarian type regimes right mm-hmm. um not that way in the states but people are watching oh yeah the Everyone's world watching is right watching now. but what i think is crazy though it's like this weird dichotomy right now because like hong kong these chinese people or i don't even know what you would call someone they from call hong- themselves hong kongers hong kongers not even chinese yes so these hong kongers yeah are like they see the united states as like an example as like a path as like uh, how they want to be we have people in our own country right now who hate our country yeah. and want it to be something other than what it is, right? And then you have these, like, foreigners that are, like, all about it. I just It baffles me, especially as someone who, like, served, you know, I'm a veteran. Like, I served yeah. this country. Like, I love it, right? I love what it stands for. People in our own country are, like, hating on it. <laughs> like, this whole island of people, like you know, are waving our flag and singing our national anthem. It's not even theirs. And they're using that as like sort of a, a what would you call We're like the big brother they're looking up to. Yeah. They want to be us. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. 
I just wish people in our own country would be cool like that sometimes, right? Like, I mean, but that's everywhere. That's in every country. Yeah, no, but we're like a free country. We're all supposed to be cool. We're all supposed to love what we have. And we're supposed to be able to just talk about shit, right? Instead of being <laughs> hate, hateful and childish towards one another. It all comes down to communication. Oh. <laughs> it is, it is. I feel like Nobody that's deeper, talk. though. Huh? I feel like that's deeper. <laughs> Just saying. It's all good. You're right, though. It does. Every little argument, whether it be at home or about immigration, should just be talked about, right? Yeah, I don't know. Crazy. What else, though? What do you think? What do you think is going to happen with it? With Hong Kong? The Hong Kongers? I don't know. I mean, protesting in Hong Kong has... I mean, it's not... It, you hear about it all the time. Whether small or now, like on a scale where everyone's watching. Well, they've labeled it. Mainland China started to use the term terrorism. What? Yeah. So That's... Really? Yeah. They (laughs) have. They've started to call their protests um, the equivalent of terrorism and... They've definitely... Um, Why? Because they're changing people's minds? I don't know. Just because I they're... Mean, yeah, Kong because they're... Hong th- Kong, it's been that way for 150 years. They're a threat to the ideology. Gave it back to China, and... Well, the China China's trying to change it. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't the agreement. They're also... China's also... Which is scary. Trump's come out and talked about it. Is they're massing troops in uh, one of the cities that are very near Hong Kong, right? Hong Kong's just off mainland China. It's not like it's... I'm sure for I don't I've never been, but can no, you see you can mainland take, China from you Hong can Kong? Take a train. Yeah, it's a short distance, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but they're massing Chinese troops. You know, Hong Kong has like its own security forces, its yes, own everything, everything, own police. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know how the military situation works, or if it even has like an actual military. They definitely have a police force, but um, they're massing troops. Like you can see like armored personnel carriers and stuff overhead inside the stadium. China China is. Yeah. So, Mm. uh, that would be not good. That'll be interesting if they're doing that now. But I mean, they're already using, they're already using like, you don't, the term non-lethal is not, not good because even a non-lethal rubber round could be used in a lethal way. But if you've seen like a lot of protesters are being like shot in the face, in the eyes, specifically with rubber bullets and stuff. So it's already gotten... Like they're aiming at the eyes, well, not would, just the crowd. It would suggest that, because there are multiple people, it would certainly suggest that um, there's some targeted use of non-lethal weapons in that manner. Yeah. But well, when you're in a crowd of other people using non-lethal weapons, sure. you could really do, because the crowd is with you. Yeah, for sure. The police. Uh, and then, you know, the tear gas and everything. So typical riot control yeah. tactics are being used. They've been showing off some of their cool equipment with, and this is, this is some of the Hong Kong authorities that I'm sure are sort of yeah. in bed with, you know, daddy Warbucks, China, obviously they have to be in a way. So, you know, it's an interesting case. So hopefully, hopefully it gets resolved, you know, as peacefully as it can. But even the protesters like thought like they just beat the brakes off like some protester who turned out to be an actual journalist just trying to cover it but they thought he was a um like an undercover chinese agent yeah like they beat the shit out of this dude (laughs) you know and it turns out they were wrong so like the next day when they sat in they made signs like hey yeah we just care about our freedom we're sorry like very very curious um very curious way of like 
going about a Yeah, protest. this whole thing is sort of strange. They, I feel like had a protest here like that happened, you know, anywhere in America, people would have already been hurt. Oh, for sure. Yeah. In jail, you know. So. But, the, but it also, the trade war, have you followed any of that stuff or no? The tariffs and everything? Trump was in trade deals with China and they're saying, oh, yes. they're saying, they're trying to say that the, um, you know, like the, the whole protest is like America's fault to like sort of block the idea that we're having this tariff or trade war and all this stuff or to incite violence and undermine China and all this stuff. So it's crazy. I mean, it's not to say that it's not, I mean, it's definitely possible. I mean, it's all perspective, right? Yeah. Whoever said that feels that way. The Chinese or government want, said well, yeah. that. I mean, and they want everyone in China and Hong Kong to feel that way and, and the yeah. world too, because we are always the enemy. We are always to blame. Yeah. So. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we had something to do with it. I wouldn't be surprised if we didn't have anything to do with it, though, too, you know. But I don't know. I don't, I don't know. That's kind of stuff like, these are, this is like shit you see in the movies, right? Like, oh, some, like, CIA agents totally, like, got this, like, you know, Hong Konger. There will be a movie. Right. 50 years from now, directed yeah. by Ben Affleck. Right. Someone. Talk about the <laughs> the new CIA agent who yeah. fell in bed with this Hong Konger and incited a sit-in protest to undermine trade deals between two major <laughs> nations. Like, I'm not saying that we that shit doesn't happen, but it's like, theorists. like, holy fuck. <laughs> like, it's, but I mean, it's like, that's how the media paints all this stuff sometimes. You know, it's crazy to me. Ugh, media. It's nuts. I mean, what, the crazy sometimes though, you know how it's like it's so ridiculous like you're like it can't be true yeah but it's actually so ridiculous yeah. that it has to that be it true ha- it, that's the only way yeah. it works weird <laughs> okay speaking of ridiculous <laughs> Epstein oh man where are you at on this so you're hold on let me let me <laughs> preface this next portion with you're the queen of discovery ID right I am right well, so no, I- sure there's a lot of mamas out there though who have either spent time at home with their kid or whatever. Discovery ID is definitely a go-to. I, mean, I follow them on Facebook. I think you definitely wind your day down with Discovery ID, <laughs> typically when I'm coming home. It's fascinating. I often feel like you're plotting on me. I mean, think whatever you got to think. <laughs> but I'm saying you're versed in this shit, right? No, I'm not. No. You have knowledge about crazy happenstances, murders, and all these things, because okay. everything on Discovery ID is real. Okay. Okay. So you're knowledgeable. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay. Tell me what you think about Epstein's. I'm going to say death. I don't even, I can't even use the term suicide, suicide anymore. Yeah. When it came out, okay, we, we, we all for the most part have Facebook. If so you we didn't all see knew. it coming, you're, you were, <laughs> we were in like, a coma. oh, it finally happened. That, Everybody like, knew he was going to die. And we all knew it was going to be suicide. Yeah. Okay. And. <laughs> And that's my take on it. People, it's like I'm sure all of you have seen the memes. It's like everyone knows. Everybody, <laughs> I don't want to say anything because I see, don't know Hillary Clinton and I don't know their family. <laughs> but <laughs> See, that's the thing. It's like but <laughs> you can go the Clinton route and I appreciate that because that's basically what everyone said. And Trump has yeah. even retweeted like comedians on, on Instagram <laughs> and shit. But... There no were so it. many more people, though, than just them that would have wanted him to die. No, 
and you know he's yes. got shit on some of the most powerful people on the planet. I'm sorry, is it coincidental that files were going to be open the next day? No, obviously. No, right. It's like, oh, and the guards, and they're like, oh, they were overworked, which is probably true. People. Yeah, they're just work, exploiting the actual circumstances yes. that exist in all federal prisons. But let's just, I was like, when we first heard it, I, everyone, okay, I'll just say me. You were like, okay, I, I can't wait to hear what their excuse is. And they it was used, like, we all just woke up and saw, hey, Epstein's committed suicide. Everyone like, just was like, ah! <laughs> okay. Epstein? Well, I mean, it's yeah. like, go figure. Like, yeah, like, everybody's waiting. Knows. You're just looking at your watch like, man, I can't believe it's lasted this long. It's important to note he was not on suicide watch. He was, Whatever. He was in a cell, a regular cell. It's just all, like so many people have come out and been like... But away from Gen Pop, Yeah. Yeah, of course. We, yeah, yeah but the problem is like here. So, do you know much about this prison? No, I don't. Actually. They fucking held El Chapo in there for two years. Do you know about El Chapo? Yeah, wouldn't he's an escape wanna, artist? This yeah. motherfucker's broken out of prison twice, right? Yeah, they held this dude in there for two years and kept that asshole alive. Do you know how many people would have wanted to kill him? All those other cartel people? Yeah, they nothing. No, yeah. not a peep. Not a he peep. He made it through trial and everything, and now everything. he's serving his sentence. Not a peep. Mm-hmm. And Epstein was in there under thirty days. <laughs> Come on. I mean, I don't know. Look, I mean, these are federal people. You, you hope that they wouldn't be, you know, I don't know. Hopefully the guys that were sleeping got paid and don't have to work anymore because they've all been relieved or put on leave and all that well, shit. Well, they, so. they all have lawyers. They, they, they haven't have talked to. Well, yeah. And then the union people have been on TV and all that stuff. But, yeah, I, don't, I think, you know, if it, <clears throat> I don't know. To be honest, it's probably the only bar- bipartisan thing we're going to see. You know, the Democrats, the Republicans, Libertarians, everybody in this country wanted that fucker dead, I guarantee it. I mean, it's just, you know. I mean, just to think of the services he provided, sick. Like, oh, yeah, well. It's disgusting. Not just and for himself, but money. for other people. Yeah. yeah. And he that's made the thing. No one of knows where his money has come from. And, like, this house that he had in New York City, some dude just gave it to him. Somebody just, like, signed it over to him. Oh $70 million dollar mansion. $77 million I saw. Yeah, they just gave it to him. Who does that? I don't care how fucking rich people are. You don't, you know, unless you got some shit. So a lot of people are suggesting like, hey, we don't really know where this guy made his money. He's not exactly known for being this crazy financier that people are making him out to be. They're, they're saying like he was extorting people. And when they went to, you know, the Virgin Islands or whatever to raid his island, they found that he had cameras and all, you know, they think they're going to get all this footage and all this stuff. And I saw earlier today that they think it was lost. Of course. Of course it was, right? Cause, like, okay, so we knew that was coming. Because B- Bill had sexual relations with that woman on that plane in Virgin Islands. I mean, that's what they're saying, though. Like, he flew there on that plane. It was called the Lolita Express. Like, it had a name. Like, people knew. Like, he was on the plane. They know he was yeah, on the plane. Yeah, 27 times with no Secret Service agents and females. Okay, well, okay. That's real flight logs. Like, they couldn't fake that, you know? Like, you had a high-level Trump cabinet member get get fired because he was, or actually, well, I think he just resigned, but, you know, he was the state attorney at the time in Florida for Epstein's first time he got caught, and he's been basically flying under the radar ever since. He had, like, this commuted sentence where, you know, like, he could leave every day, go to work. He just basically just slept in jail with a cell door open and had closed-door meetings, and there's all this weird shit coming out. Like Man, when you have money. Yeah. Or the friends that are associated with that money. I know. It's like, but if people think that, like, billionaires, including probably Trump, 
um, don't conspire with one another, you know, you're foolish. You're just naive. They're all friends. They have to be. They have, yeah. If you have billions in your pocket, like, who are I you mean, friends how with? How do you stay that rich? Exactly. I don't know. Crazy. Money talks. But also, now they're finding broken bones in his throat. Now, it's important, though. Yes. Super important to understand, like, the bone that is broken or that they're looking at is in the center of the throat and apparently is found in homicides and suicides. So it can be. So that narrows things down. Right. <laughs> but it's more often found per pathologists that have multiple pathologists that have come out on the news today. It's more often found in homicides. And they're all even saying, this really stinks. Like, this whole situation is ridiculous. And what's funny, because though, is... Because they can't say but it's also, homicide, suicide. Right. But it's also, like, this is not, like, a political thing. This is, like, the mm-hmm. left is saying, hey, we really seriously need to investigate this. The right is saying, hey, we really seriously need to investigate this. Maybe it'll bring the country together. And everyone in the middle, like, mm-hmm. in the middle in the media, they're like, oh, yeah, nothing to see here. <laughs> like, the guy just killed himself. Like, no, he didn't, dude. Come on. I don't know, but it's hard, like, conspiracies are weird, and I don't want to, you know. It's so complicated. It's so deep. Because I've been in plays, I've been in situations where, like, one small thing can go awry and just absolutely cascade into the craziest shit, and you're like, how in the fuck did this even happen? And you have to, like, backtrack and realize, like, holy shit, we've actually been missing the mark for a very long time. It just happened to culminate... In this super high-profile guy snowball, killing himself. Like, come, I mean, I don't know. It could happen. We'll see. More to follow. This is going to be uh, a fun one for a while, I think. Yeah. And, and the thing is, like, the guy's a fucking pedophile. Everybody knows it. So, like, no one has any sympathy for the fact that this dude killed himself. No you one gives a shit. just want to make sure. Because the thing is, if they would have put him in prison, they would have killed his ass anyways. Someone in there Oh, yeah, have. they would have fucked this dude up regardless. Yeah. He's disgusting. Everyone knew it. Um. And maybe, maybe that's the case. Maybe that's what happened. I feel horrible for any of his victims, though, because they may not be able to get the restitution. Closure. You know, yeah, that they would have. He took the cheap way out. They would have deserved. So. If he took himself out. But also killing himself, like, essentially protects his estate and stuff, too, because he won't be tried personally in a, in a court of law. Well, they're going. They want to go after the estate. Well, so they, they will. they should. They will, but it's different because he's not alive and because he's not <clears> been convicted of a crime. They'll have to go through civil courts and, and different things, and it, it may take, you know, I don't know. I don't know all the legal stuff, but um, the victims uh, <clears throat> or whoever's come out so far as being affected by this guy are now way behind the eight ball, I guess, because he's dead, basically. And that's really well, it's sad. It's like O.J. Simpson. Yeah, it's super sad. Nicole's family, they won, and they're, they haven't gotten a dime mm-hmm. from O.J. He doesn't have shit anymore, well, though. <laughs> This guy's got apparently like, a billionaire, you know, whatever. It's just... They'll sell his houses and all that yeah. stuff, and hopefully these folks will get something. But, yeah, well, more to follow. I think it's uh, it's definitely interesting. What else? Have you been following uh, anything else in the news? Like locally? Just in general. I mean, there's a couple other things I wrote down, but if you follow some of the local stuff, you got, you got anything good on it? Probably not, huh? Nothing really happens here. I mean, there was a motorcycle crash yesterday. How bad? <laughs> that closed the 15 for 15 minutes. <laughs> Man, you go, you, you watch all the local news, huh? I follow the local news station. Yeah. All right, well, a local 15-minute motorcycle crash. I don't know. <laughs> Nothing really to vent about there. What about Antifa? You know anything about Antifa? The anti-fascists who are absolutely racist, judgmental, and arming themselves? 
Do you know about those folks? Not really. They're basically like all the Tide Pod eaters. Millennial Tide Pod eaters? <laughs> yeah. With guns? Uh, the, I mean, uh, What guns? is arming? So they used to say we weren't going to do anything with guns, but they found some here in Salt Lake that had shotguns and stuff. It's supposed to be like, okay, so you know like the, you remember Charlottesville? Mm-hmm. The one side was right-wing neo-Nazi American mm-hmm. white supremacist, you know, and then the other side was counter-protesting. Uh, yes. Remember, how, that's what they were doing. So They were walking. They were counter-protesting the, <laughs> the white supremacists, right? Mm-hmm. So th- without one, you wouldn't have had the other, basically, is what, right. I'm, tr- what I'm trying to say. So um, that has since become Antifa. And they're a big anti-fascist movement, right? That that probably started good and has spun uh, way out of control. But for whatever reason, they're going to like culminate in Portland. Why and, Portland? Uh, good question. Really good question. I don't. I don't. I don't huh. really know. There's been some other stuff in Portland. Like, do you remember that? Um, recently, that journalist like got the sh- got just his face smashed in on the yes. street. Yep. And that was in Portland, and that was. Um, sort of an Antifa type of thing. I, I, I need to look at it a little more as why Portland is sort of a place, but they're expecting like all these Charlottesville types on the right, the alternate right, or, you know, the hardcore ultra conservative white supremacist three percenter sovereign citizen types militias to come down into Portland this weekend. And obviously that's going to bring counter protesters. So this is like a powder keg, you know, just they planned this. Well, so when they when they peacefully assemble, oftentimes to do that, you have to put in a permit, and that becomes like public record, right? And obviously, so when the people, other obviously, people but also out. they're trying, they're obviously in trying to incite violence. But if your whole if your whole organization is bent is is built on being a counter protester, like you're going to pay attention to that stuff, yeah, right. So I don't I don't really know what it's all about, but they're preparing for it. Like the mayor of Portland was on TV the other day and. They still haven't made any arrests. You know, Portland is like a very left-leaning city. If albeit like, you know, hardcore left. So, you know, keep Portland weird and all that stuff. Like whatever. Hmm. But they haven't arrested anybody. It was like very well documented on you know videos and different things. That they haven't arrested anybody. And this guy's you know that that journalist in his assault. Although they have people on you know they all wear masks and stuff, but. Yeah, I don't know. I want to learn more they about wear it. wear masks? Antifa normally does, yeah. They, oh, because someone might take a picture and you might lose yeah, your job. Right. So, there's, you know, but a lot of, that's not uncommon for protesters to, right. to want to be a part of the mob and still try to conceal themselves. Like, I mean, that's, that happens to uh, quite a few of the idiots on the right that do this mm-hmm. shit. Like, they wind up in their little friggin' khakis and sperries at a white, white power rally, right? And then they get fired from their, their nice quiet finance job that they thought they were going to keep forever and try to quietly be Well, I mean, racist. who wants as a company no one. to be represented by that? Exactly. You know? I don't disagree with it. I think it, these idiots, uh, there's no place for any of this shit. I think it's all disgusting. Like, do it at home. But don't bring your work into it. So, I mean, that's the point, right? It's like these people, no, one, no one's going to have a problem if like, like-minded people come together and have a friggin' bonfire and use their right to free speech and bear arms and all that shit. It's when they start infringing on everybody else. That's the problem. Yeah. I don't agree with what the right, the hardcore right does, but. But you can have a conversation about it. Yeah. Our laws are built so people like that can. Yeah. 
and alternatively the, on the other side, the far extreme to the other side. And what I can't stand is all we see now is extremes. Yeah. One or the other, like. And then, like, there is no middle ground. Like, well, the mass majority, no I think the mass majority of people are in the middle somewhere, right? And then, but all you're ever exposed to is the extremes, which really distorts everything. Hey, media. That's you guys. Yeah, media sucks. <laughs> I was, you remember how anti-social media I was for a long time, like, obviously. Well, just different. Just, I did. I, just difference. different jobs and different stuff, but I, I sort of missed those days when I really wasn't. On Facebook? On anything. <laughs> you know, but Phil and I talked, we talked about it in the last episode, like, mm-hmm. to do what we want to do and to accomplish what we want to accomplish, like, with these platforms or uh, just with Hack and Baggins in general, like, what we're doing, like, we have to be, we have to be involved. We have to try to put ourselves out there. Otherwise, it's, in today's world, it just doesn't work, mm-hmm. you know? But, so it's just a necessary evil. But, yeah, I'm going to follow this Portland thing because <clears throat> I'm just very interested. Both of these... Um, Groups, if you will, are like something I pay very close attention to just in my job. Do you ever wonder if there's someone who's like, hey, guys, because it's like any relationship. You could probably use a mediator. Do you? I mean, you don't hear about the people who are trying to make it work. Yeah, I don't know. Those, like, I don't, but you just don't see again, that though, side. Again, it's, the, it's so extreme on either side, like... I just don't think you'll ever see a common ground, right? That's like unfortunate. That's yeah, very unfortunate. But you know what? It, you know what's what I've sort of been thinking and talking about, and you know, I'm a. Am I like a doomsday? I'm not a doomsday, but I think about all the bad shit, right? Because my job, mm-hmm. my personal, you know, my profession is to try to protect things. So I'm often thinking about what's going to happen, what bad could happen, right? And I think we're on a course where we're going to see major domestic terrorism again i.e oklahoma city like something along those lines you know the left back then was pretty extreme the right was pretty extreme uh we had incidents when you say guns back then, are you saying that it i'm saying was hit, bad history's history if you're watching history is just repeating itself right now yeah um and it's and it's even worse now because of the advent of access to information and you know when when ruby ridge happened in in idaho um back in the day like nobody really idaho people knew about that ruby ridge was like an incident where a guy wouldn't be state's witness and he was this white supremacist but it involved guns and then his family got shot and killed like his son and wife like so when i first heard about that we were watching um what what's that the unabomber that's when I heard about right because Ruby all Ridge. all those like, people yeah so all those people you know Ruby Ridge Unabomber um, Waco and culminating with Timothy McVeigh in Oklahoma City they were all sort of right wing extremists less maybe the Unabomber Unabomber had some other um, interesting very much a sovereign citizen but to align him with a political party is a little challenging. Um, but it all had to do with society, government, government overreach, uh, firearms, all these you know different things, and mixing a little white supremacy, and you got a powder keg, mm-hmm. and it and it culminated with some major major events. Right <clears throat> now, we have an extreme left to go with that. So I I feel like the same thing. The cycle is going to repeat itself, and I'm hoping you hope not, but it could be very very dangerous. 
I just hope the people out there who are supposed to be monitoring these things yeah. are actually monitoring these things. Oh, I'm sure they do. The problem is there's so many of them and so few people to keep tabs on these guys, you know? So That's unfortunate. It's very unfortunate. I'm not... I don't want to be the one to say it, but... You know, his, his, you know, we we all know history repeats itself. We've been saying that for a long time. Everybody says that, right? Sort of cliche, but could happen. But here we are, humans, we are, falling right into it. <laughs> doing it again. But look at, so like, it, to, to kind of underscore that point, like there's been a couple incidences at ice buildings and stuff, right? So you have this flash in the pan topic with immigration, like everybody's, everybody's all over it. Um, now people are starting to go after ice buildings. These are federal agents, you know, mm-hmm. very, very, um, very typical of that sort of behavior and where that goes. So hopefully, um, our elected officials start acting like adults and come together and find some solutions. It's so childish when you look at it. It's, it's worse than high school. It's, oh. We elected these people. We said this last time, Phil and I, like, I used to think that maybe voting and stuff wasn't as big a deal as it is. I I sort of feel like I was wrong in that regard. No, voting. I think it's very important. Is very important. (laughs) Regardless of how you feel or who you feel about. If you're not voting, if you're not at least partaking in the process, you can't be upset. Because you didn't put your vote in. Right. So you're not, you're not, you know. You're not, you're not doing anyone any good if you're not involved, you know? Like, we need to find a way to vet people better as a, as a population of people. Like, we get these knuckleheads. Like, I don't know if they're just putting up smoke and mirrors, but some of these people on both sides of the aisle, when they wind up in Congress, like, once they own the problem, you realize they're totally incompetent. So I don't know how you learn about that before they get there. That's like going to an interview and say, yeah, I know how to do all that stuff. First day at work, have no clue. Exactly. No clue what to do. Yeah. Like, like didn't even try to learn. Like, I've never once told <laughs> someone, like, I'm super good at Excel because I'm not. <laughs> and I prove that at work almost every day. I know a little bit, but not a lot. Just because you took a government class, you know. <laughs> but, and then, yeah, but then that's, that's a, that would bring the argument to, like, a president, though, right? Like, we have a president who has zero political experience. All he really does is put teams of people together. So I don't know if that's what he's doing, if that's it's why like it's working. It's like running a business, though. Yeah, it is. He, I mean, but, I mean, that's, that's the one thing. But you're talking about the highest. You're talking about the highest level position. He, you know, what does he? What does he actually do? He doesn't write laws himself. You know, he has teams of people do it. So I don't, I don't know. That position, and maybe a handful of others, is probably a little different. But these people that are supposed to represent the people in congress and the senate like we need to do a better job no yeah for sure yeah because it's just like not working we can't elect children tide pot eaters and expect them to do anything good i mean you hate to say that they really just think about themselves the well, i don't think any of them i legitimately think almost all of them aside from probably a few go in there with the best of intentions yeah and then it's just it's just so hard it's to just see. a cesspool of shit that mm-hmm. they wind up sucked into like even so i'm following um crenshaw out of texas he's a navy seal the one eye guy mm-hmm. i kind of like him i like a lot of what he's saying and like you know he is a known conservative republican 
who's now in Congress, and he's in Congress, which has presided over a couple major mass shootings, albeit just these ones recently plus the ones before. So he started in January 2019, right? So there's been quite a few incidents. So this is a conservative uh, veteran of this country who's gun-toter out of Texas, like, and he is coming out and talking about gun reform, which I fully support. Mm-hmm. But he's going to get so much shit from all these people. It's like, dude, you don't understand. Like, he now owns the problem. Yeah. So to say, like, I'm not even going to have a conversation about gun reform is absolutely wrong. Mm-hmm. So I highly respect, like, what he's trying to do. He's one of the few guys that are saying, hey, I'm at least willing to talk about this stuff. And we all need to be willing to talk about it. So, but he's going to catch a lot of shit. And, like, because of this, these ultra-conservative rights, right-side people are that's his base you know that's who elects people like this including trump and mark my words if trump folds on any kind of gun reform i don't think he gets a second term and that's sad because people are dying and and there's there's things we could do better i'm not an advocate of taking guns away from people but i am saying we can be doing better there's just so many ways i don't care how many laws there are or how many what the procedure is there are so many back doors to getting a weapon and it doesn't yeah. have to be a gun it could be a car it could be a oh knife. for sure yeah no you know what i mean no, 100 like, weapon's a weapon 100 percent. right now you a know? big problem yes is not guns are not a problem people are a problem yes but how do we keep guns out of bad people's hands including criminals in chicago right that's I mean, that's, that's the like, that's the question because if you really wanted to and this is with everything in life if you really want to you're gonna achieve your goal you'll find a way epstein yeah. killed himself <laughs> but I'm, I'm not an advocate saying. of, I don't think you take guns away from law-abiding citizens. If anything, we train are, and educate yeah. more to arm themselves, in my opinion. Uh, but I don't, I don't think allowing all these loopholes to exist is the answer either. Like, I am not afraid of a background check. I'm not afraid of a red flag law, you know? I don't, I don't care about those things because I don't, I don't conduct myself that way. And if, you know, the majority the of Americans do, about do agree them. about, are saying, hey, we can reform guns in some way. So, I don't know. That's a never-ending. That will always be... That's a topic. Well... That'll always be... This country was founded by treasonous men with guns who no longer wanted English men to walk into their house and take their guns. Right? So, that's the 3 percenter ideology, but it's very true. Historically accurate. That's why guns are so important. To protect yourself from an overreaching... Government. Or authority. Sure. Right? I mean, that's what it's really all about. Yeah. I don't know. Real quick, Israel barred our freshman congresswomen, Ian Omar and Rashida Tlaib, from entering their country. You got anything on that? It just happened. Is that based on who they are? Yeah, they're anti-Semites. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're Congress. I mean, so they're congresswomen, and they represent the United States, but um, very much anti-Semitic behavior anti-Israel, you know, anti-Jewish, the whole nine. They're Muslim women, proud Muslim women that have been duly elected, which is great, mm-hmm. but their anti-Semitism, you know, their anti-Semitism is hurting them big time. America's not anti-Israel. We never have been. Maybe a few, but they're outspoken about it. One of, one of which, one's of Somali descent. They're both Americans, obviously, but one's of Somali descent. I think Rashid Tlaib is maybe Palestinian, which that's kind of, it, you know, a little challenging for U.S. Congresswomen of Palestinian descent to go to Israel. 
That's a whole powder keg of problems. But they just got barred from the country today. At the basically, Trump was advocating it too. Oh, he was. Which is surprising. Publicly advocating for it for them to be barred. I mean, is that for their safety? No, not that's not how he spun it. No, he just said Israel would look weak if they let these people come into the country. You know, he he just said that they're you know they're anti-Jewish, anti-Israel. Don't let them in. As the president, I guess he has the right to do that. But I would say that's pretty unprecedented. I would think because they're duly elected officials of this country. You know, have they spoken? Like they publicly um, said, the well, women. Well, they're on vacation. Oh, they're, oh, that's right. They're, they're on. They're on summer break. They're all on vacation. Yeah, uh, I haven't seen any, any public statements from them yet. No, I'm sure they will. I don't know. I don't know if they even can. The, the problem is, there's like 31 Republican representatives, like in Israel right now, touring. There's been like multiple trips lately. So like, and then these two are just like, nope, can't come. So I don't know. Could be could be a hot hot button issue here soon. When they come back from vacation. Well, they'll talk about it up until they come back from vacation. Yeah. So that's interesting. Yeah, very interesting. I'm I'm gonna follow it closely. I don't think honestly the squad. I think they've you know, AOC, Omar, Talib, and then there's the fourth one. I think if she may make it, but the other three. Um, they've damaged themselves so bad. They have oh. so many people running against them now. Like in, in their districts, like there's a good chance they're not even going to make it back. They won't get reelected. But it was a cool show while it lasted. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what we'll have to talk about once some of these guys <laughs> leave on both sides. Some of, they're all just ridiculous. There's also a bunch of Republicans that are just like, yeah, I'm just I'm just going to go ahead and not come back. <laughs> so rather than oh, being voted out or whatever. They're like, this is really hard. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that happens to a lot of them. When they get there, they're like, damn, this sucks. Like, They don't realize. Like I said, you got to own the problem, right? Mm-hmm. Happens to everybody when they get there, I think. All right, what do we got coming up? Anything? Just to move, right? School, move. New sports, or not new move. sports, but new sports teams. New sports teams. For the kids. Another level of busy. Oh, yeah, we're going to be all over the place. Yeah, we thought it was going to be a chill summer. It hasn't been at all, huh? Yeah, he came home and said, I'm tired of my commute, which is true. I understand that. Bought and sold a house. <laughs> that was three weeks ago. <laughs> Can't fault me for wanting to spend more time <laughs> no, with you guys. Oh, I get that. <laughs> but Plus it happens a, so fast. It's a way better house. Yeah, with a better view. Closer to our friends, too. Yeah. It was just a lot. In, in a location not to be disclosed until we clear up some other awkward neighbor awkward. issues. I have like the biggest awkward. neighbor issues, <laughs> right? We're not going to get in depth on that, but I've ranted, I've, I've ranted about my neighbors in the past, so <laughs> we're just not going to talk about it. All right, that's it for us. Check us out, hackandbaggins.com, hackandbaggins on all the platforms. Lori guest writes for us on there. Check out her blogs. Sometimes. Sometimes when our... Little Miss Golfer over here, please. Uh, yeah, follow us, rate us on Apple if you can. Leave I still us some don't feedback. know how to do that. No, I'll teach you. <laughs> Will you rate me? You yeah. have to now that you've been on it. Okay. <laughs> I did that to Paul on Utah Golf Radio. Oh, you did? I said, hey, I love this podcast mostly because I'm on it. But you should listen. 
But yeah, jump on there, give us some feedback, rate us, hit us up, let us know what you want to talk about, want to hear us vent about. Stand up.